Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. But I also have the swagger of Jonah Hill. But I was on a date with a pretty boring, cisgender, straight guy, but he was handsome, so I wanted to make a good impression. We are meeting in a bar, it was our first time meeting. And I said, hi, my name is Karina. And he said, hi, my name is Zach. And I said, oh, that used to be my name. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think that love ends as soon as you figure out everything there is to know about your partner, which is why I lie to my partners nonstop, right? things, things that don't matter. Like I'll tell them I have six siblings, when in reality, I have chlamydia, right? My name is Mohanad El Sheki, and I am a stand-up comedian. Having a voice definitely like is very important to me. I didn't have that growing up. Me and my family like couldn't talk about politics, would never talk about the government. Like anything that happens around us, like we would never discuss in the house. They would tell me like, don't give your opinions. If you hear anything on the news, don't repeat it outside. We weren't allowed to speak about these stuff because people who do, they have to face consequences. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you very much. When people talk about like how they're like very enthusiastic about freedom of speech, I'm like, you're not as enthusiastic as I am uh, because I've I've lived a life where I didn't have that. Sage, one of my favorite comics I've ever seen. You guys are in for such a treat. The incredible and hilarious Mohamed El Shaky, everybody! Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here. Cool. Uh, <laughs> My name is Mohanad. I am uh, I am an immigrant, and it's super weird being an immigrant now in this country. I don't know if you've been watching the news lately for the past 20 years, uh, but it's rough. Also, it's weird being an immigrant here in Portland specifically because everyone here has a sign next to their house that would read something like. Immigrants are welcome here. (laughs) And I want to test that so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to open someone's front door and be like, well, I am here. Yeah. Yeah. Is is that the kitchen? Cool. Go make me something. I'll I'll wait here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seasoning, please. Uh, Kids, you know. 
No, recently I moved, uh, I moved to a new place and have a new roommate. My new roommate's name is Gion. I don't know if you've heard the name Gion before. I have it myself, so I asked. I was like, oh, Gion is a nice name. What does Gion mean? And he said, oh, Gion? Gion is an Italian name that translates to God is great. <laughs> yeah, he said it that way. And uh, <laughs> I was like, cool, man, okay, uh, sure. I mean, God is okay at best, but sure. Uh, <laughs> But I also felt kind of jealous because I know for a fact that I could not name my kid God is great in Arabic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that won't fly. Like, like that literally won't fly anywhere. Uh, yeah. But Italian is cool. <laughs> Now, see, here's the thing. It's weird living here with all of the debates about guns and stuff. It's, it's like from both sides. Everyone has an argument. I, as a comedian, every time a shooting happens or something, I have to come up with like, something clever to say, something smart to say, and I have to post that on social media. That's my job. Super hard to do. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I am the victim sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, so last time a mass shooting happened, I just went on social media and on Twitter and I wrote that we shouldn't be sending thoughts and prayers and we should be praying for more gun control, which to me sounded like a very logical statement. I was like, yeah, that's something that you can all stand behind. Uh, <laughs> until that guy Kevin replied to me. Do you guys know Kevin? Uh, <laughs> from uh, social media. Uh, yeah, Kevin replied to me, this is what Kevin said, and I quote, you fucking Muslim, I eat bacon 24 seven. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Uh, man, I don't eat bacon, but I think that's super unhealthy. Also, probably uh, the worst argument against gun control. <laughs> Just shouting your favorite food at me. No, Kevin, no. No, the other day I saw on the news that the uh, school district in Pennsylvania, they want to arm students and protect them by giving them rocks. <laughs> it is 100% true. You want to arm students and protect them by giving them rocks. And that would work only in one case. Like if the attacker weapon of choice was like scissors. Uh, yeah. If he comes with paper. Those kids are fucked. Uh, <laughs>「y'all, I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I come from a like relatively like a big family, so I have four siblings, and I'm the oldest. My relationship with my family was like really good. We're like best friends, me and my dad especially. My mom is very nice, very loving. They made sure to take care of me. I went to a private school because they wanted me to learn English. I definitely see the benefits in it now. But my childhood was very different from here. I was born in Libya, specifically in the city of Benghazi. The government was ran by Muammar Gaddafi. He was the president for 43 years because there was no elections. One time when I was like seven years old, the government took one of my neighbors away and they set their house on fire. I remember specifically asking my dad uh, what was happening and my dad was like, you saw nothing and this is like something that we will never talk about again. In 2011, that's when the revolution happened in Libya and like people like for the first time ever took the streets and like saying like what they really feel. Right on the first day of the revolution, I started getting into politics and like being an activist. It was a whole new feeling that I've never felt in my life and it was like, really felt super good. And I was like, I really want to do this more. So I took a job as an interpreter a few months into the revolution because a lot of journalists came out from like outside the country and not so many people at the time where I live spoke English like fluently. Uh, so I was like one of these few people. Some days it's just a regular day. You go to the front lines, you interview some people and it's fine. And other days it is like, okay, am I gonna die today? Because obviously like, it's a war zone, you can't control what's gonna happen. In 2014, I applied for a program and I was enrolled in Portland State University. As the program was going on and stuff like that, things back home were getting like worse and worse. Not just like the political climate and the uh, situation in the country itself, but like for me personally. As a Libyan citizen, for you to get a US visa, it is not that easy. Because I was enrolled in that program, I got my visa in like two days. Before I know it, it was like, oh, this guy definitely works with the U.S. government as a spy. So I started getting a lot of like death threats and stuff like, like over social media. My family like got searched twice by like malicious and stuff like that. So my family was like, I don't think you should come home. If you come home, you would make it like even like tougher on us. What I remember my mom saying is like, I rather like not see you for a long time than see you very soon and have something happen to you. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm originally from, uh, from Libya, that's where I come from, specifically from... Uh... You're full of shit. Uh... <laughs> Who woos for that? Uh... Yeah, specifically from the city of Benghazi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the part where you should give me a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the elections. Anyway. Uh... No, but here's the thing, see. In, like, in 2017 only, like, over 700 people were shot by the police here in the U.S. Now, do you know how many people were shot by the police in Libya, which is a third world country, in 2017? No one. Absolutely zero. Now, some people will argue that's because Libya has no police, which is true. Uh, <laughs> but it's beside the point. Uh, yeah, it's less fuck the police and more like, uh, where the fuck is the police? <laughs> Maybe come to your job. <laughs> I was raised Muslim, and, uh, but I used to read the Bible a lot growing up. Because you gotta know what your enemies are up to. 
And surprisingly, they were up to the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we do that too. <laughs> no, but I remember like growing up, like people wouldn't talk about like sex, sexuality, like or dating or any of that, except my cousin. Who uh, <laughs> was super religious would come to me and be like, hey, you know what, Mohanet, as a Muslim, when you die, you go to heaven and you get 72 virgins. And I remember being like, I think that's too many. Uh, <laughs> that's like 71 too many. Like, also I'm eight, so stop, okay? <laughs> Speaking of boy bands, uh, I just needed that. Uh, would you mind if I ask you a question? What would you say is the worst boy band that you know? One Direction. Great job. <laughs> the correct answer was all of them, but that works too. <laughs> now I'll tell you the three boy bands that I hate, starting by the ones I hate the most. Uh, so it's the Jonas Brothers, uh, One Direction, and uh, Isis. Uh, <laughs> I don't like their work. <laughs> I know some of you are looking at me and you're like, hey buddy, I think one of these groups is so different from the two others. Uh, I know I'm not stupid. Uh, one Direction was not America's mistake. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Super edgy, I know. But here's the thing though, a lot of people hate ISIS, rightfully so. They fucking suck. <laughs> but do you know who hate ISIS more than anyone else? Uh, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember those YouTube stars? <laughs> <laughs> Only the 90s kids can relate. Because uh, <laughs> Al-Qaeda is probably sitting somewhere now in a cave just watching ISIS thrive on TV. And they're just being like, fucking millennials. Four years ago, I applied for uh, political asylum. People were like, oh, I'm, I'm sure like, you feel super lucky that you are like, in the US now. It's so different from where you are from, it's super safe. But they don't understand like, Libya is where I lived, it's where I grew up, it's my country, it's my whole family, it's my friends. Yes, like in 2011, it became a war zone, but it's a war zone that's my home. Coming here and having zero support was way harder than even living in Libya. Even having conversation with people, like, it was like a struggle. So like, I used to spend a lot of time like, in just like, in my room, like not being able to relate to anyone. When it comes to seeing my family, I have no plans at the moment. It is very complicated due to my asylum uh, circumstances. I cannot visit Libya because that will just cancel the whole thing. And they also can't come and visit here because of the travel ban. So I might never see my family again. The hardest times of the years is just like Christmas, Thanksgiving, although like I don't celebrate that myself, but just seeing everyone like stay with their families, I'm like, I don't have like uh, no one to go and see. I was always a big fan of stand-up comedy. Like I grew up like downloading it illegally from the internet. But I've never really dreamt of being a stand-up comedian. 
in college, I took like a, a public speaking class. And I remember my professor back then was like, why the fuck are you not doing stand-up comedy? And I was like, I don't know, man. It, it was just like a very scary concept. So I actually like took a, a, like a stand-up comedy class. I know I come from like a different background, but I was like, okay, I'll use the elements that unify us all as people. Once I did that, I was like confident enough and I was like, okay, people are digging this. I just need to write more. The Portland comedy scene was very accepting. I have a lot of friends in the scene, like I'm really grateful to that helped me like since day one. My family watches everything I post on YouTube. They don't speak English at all. So my younger sister translates everything to them, like word by word. My mom would like talk to me over the phone, be like, people were laughing and they seem to be really enjoying it. So I'm sure it was really funny. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. Hey, howdy do y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And here's the thing, I've lived in Portland for over four years now. I feel like I'm really good like, at dealing with like, racism and stuff. Like if someone says something racist, I can call them out almost immediately. The only place that still really confuses me though is the airport. And the reason why, because while I was walking to get to my gate, I got stopped at the TSA and the TSA agent looked at me and said, hola amigo, no aqua. <laughs> <laughs> But also he assumed that I did not speak English, which was the fucked up part. And I was like, you know what, Mohanad, this is a teaching moment. <laughs> yeah, you gotta say something. Yeah, there's no social change, fairy. <laughs> if you don't do it yourself, no one's gonna do it for you. Say something right now. But I also had a flight to catch. <laughs> and I paid $400, so social change can wait. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it has to be convenient. <laughs> yeah, you can see I'm a true Portland liberal now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But also, uh, what was I gonna say anyway? Because I cannot look at the guy and be like, hey, you, yeah, you, TSA agent or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm not Hispanic. Uh, I'm actually from uh, Libya. Uh, <laughs> You know from the travel ban thing? Yeah, that's me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Next time profile right, do your job. <laughs> Teaching moment. Uh, <laughs> no, a few months ago, I uh, quit my job at retail. I used to work in retail. I don't have to do it anymore. And I hated working my, at retail. I hated it so much. And I'm like, not even allowed to tell you the place I used to work at. He's like, they made me sign the thing where they learned that I was a comedian, so it made it kind of illegal to talk about. Uh, yeah. But they do sell iPhones. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Give me anything. Uh, now, I, I remember when I used to work there when that uh, hashtag all lives matter was trending for a while. Uh, I remember looking at that and being like, oh, those people have never worked retail before. <laughs> Because once you do retail, it changes your perspective from all lives matter to something more like, 
Oh, some people deserve to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people suck. <laughs> no, me and uh, a friend of mine the other day, uh, we were at the uh, park blocks here in Portland. And we were speaking in Arabic, because we can. And, <laughs> and this guy who's a preacher comes to us. And he's like, hey, you two, where are you at? Uh, are you from the Middle East? I was like, no, I'm, I'm from Libya, which is in North Africa, completely different. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, no. Mm-mm. Sounds Middle Eastern to me. Which is not how geography works. Like, like shouldn't sound to you. Like, like, we have a map and everything. <laughs> I was like, okay, buddy, I am from the Middle East. Uh, what do you need here? And he's like, no offense, but I think everything that came to the U.S. from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. And I was like, wow, everything? He's like, yes, everything that came to the U.S. from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. And I was like, okay, buddy, <laughs> no problem. I guess uh, we're going back. Uh, we're taking all of the Middle Eastern food carts. <laughs> uh, we're taking the hummus. <laughs> and uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The guy was so mad. Uh, he was like, no, Jesus was white. <laughs> I don't know, man, sounds Middle Eastern to me. Uh, also, if Jesus was white, his uh, privilege would have saved him, you know? Uh, anyway, everyone, that's been my time. My name is Mohamed Sheikh. Thank you very much. People don't get to see people like me often. Here in the US, like people like me or like immigrants or stuff, like we're viewed in like two different lenses. It's either like you're a bad person, you're coming here to take jobs, to become a terrorist, to do all of that, or you're viewed as a victim. You always need help, you're a victim, you don't have a voice, you always need supportive people around you, you can't do uh, stuff on your own. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm neither. I choose this way that I want people to view me. I choose the voice that I want people to hear. Just shut up and listen to me. I'm not trying to integrate to the point where I erase who I used to be. I'm trying to find a way to be both things at the same time. I'm still a Libyan, I still have my culture, I still have my all of my stuff, but this is where I live now. Comedy really helps with that. Back home, uh, they started to build a comedy scene. It's amazing just to see like young people like using their voice. Maybe in the future, a few years from now, I can like leave the country freely and come back and do all of this stuff. I I would love to do stand-up comedy in Libya and just like like have that chance, even if it's just for my family. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank 
The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.